Sometimes I believe Satan will use our good intentions for demonic purpose. Mm, yeah. And we can be, they just want them to change their behavior. It's all of that comes it's from It's nothing the about introducing them to Jesus. We just want you to know you're bad. And we think if I tell you how bad you are and how how your behavior is terrible, that's, that's somehow going to make them then repent. How about just share the love of Jesus with people and yeah. how he loves them and see how many people come to Christ? Welcome to Experience the Truth. We're so glad that you decided uh, to join us uh, today. If you're listening or you're watching right now, uh, today we're going to be talking about demons. Demons. I say, I, I was thinking about it today because everybody on my on my lives, you always get the people that or even on our, our videos that we post, it'll be like, hail Satan. And they just see it like the, like the middle schoolers in class that are just trying yeah. to control the teacher. And, uh, and I usually have some like response to it right away. And I was thinking about it today. Um, because I'm not, I'm not pressed by it, but to, in order to reach the person that's saying it, I was like thinking and this morning, it popped in my brain and the irrelevance of what they're saying. I, I thought of it like this. It was, it would be like, a Jaguars fan going to the Super Bowl and rooting for the Jaguars. Then both teams are looking at him like, "Who? Are, what are you doing here? Like, you just look stupid. Like, you're not even in the conversation. Like, you're irrelevant. You're not in the conversation. Um, and the people that worship Satan, I think, like, they think that there's an opposition. Like, I'm, I'm rooting for the Empire. Like, there's the Empire and the Rebels. I'm a Star Wars guy. There's the Empire and the Rebels. I'm I'm with Darth Vader just because it's really cool, and it's like, well, you're he has no power, he's irrelevant, he's a nobody, and you must like cheering for losing teams. I, I just feel bad for you, like what a sad life. Um, so when we talk about demons, we're not really giving weight uh, as much to the power that they have, but more so that the authority that we have um, in Jesus Christ, and what does that look like. Um, as Christians, how do we battle when Paul says we don't battle against flesh and blood, we battle against powers and principalities, literally invisible things, the unseen realm, like in translation, like what does that look like? And so, well, and I think you know, you hear tons of stories about what demons do. I think horror flicks, in and of themselves, kind of present demonic power and possession and activity as more power than man, and it really is more powerful than man. The demons have power, and in the absence or vacuum of God in your life, then you're going to experience some level of power. And and when you just don't believe in God or don't believe there is a God, but you're still inside of you, you're looking for something that has power. Yeah. You're looking for something that can help you deal with the things that you feel incapable of dealing with. Mm -hmm. And and that leaves you one option. There aren't multiple options. It, it, what's funny is all the religions there are in the world, you think, well, no, there's plenty of re religions. You know, there's plenty of options. You could be Buddhist, you could be Scientology, you could be Muslim, you could be uh, Hindu, you could be, uh, you know, American uh, Indian type of religious things. Um, you could spiritism. I mean, you could go on and on. Progressive Christianity. Yeah, you, you could go on and on with all of those things. But the reality is all of those things are rooted in demonic power. 
demonic power. Yeah. And they they try to cloak. What's interesting is is Satan loves to cloak his power in something that appears to be God. Mm. That appears he he wants to appear to be God because it's been his pursuit his entire existence mm-hmm. to overcome God and be the God who sits on the great white throne. Mm-hmm. And the reality is there's one God. Yeah. And his son is Jesus Christ and Jesus came to earth and said, "I'm telling you there's one God. He does exist." I am a direct representation of that God, and you can know that God, but you got to know him through me, mm. period. Yeah. He, he identified that there was one way. There's another power, there's an, and, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about that when you hear all the stories that we love to pretend aren't real. You know, Now we live in a culture that's trying to pretend like there are no demons, that Satan doesn't exist, um, and, and they're trying to really outside of the Bible, go outside of the Bible and come up with um, just ideas that have no biblical root uh, about what hell is, what Satan is, what the demons are. And, and, and they're very good at convincing people uh, about things that are just not biblical. And, uh, you know, what I say is a lot of people, I think they have given up simple truth and fallen for well-articulated lies. Yeah. And so some of the things that like, whether it's, you know, atheism arguments and these science arguments or whatever it may be, they'll, they'll debate, they'll, they'll, they'll make these really controversial or like hard stances, uh, and kind of like gotcha statements in a debate, uh, that sounds really good. And they might've won the debate as far as the popular opinion goes, uh, but when you actually look at that ideology walked out, you can't do it. It is, it's not like consistent. It might win a debate. It might sound really good of the YouTube person that said really big words. And so you thought he must be right. It, it sounds good, but that doesn't mean it is good. Just like, you know, and I think the, the, like Satan operate, operated the same way in the very beginning in Genesis where what sounded really good was rather than believing God and saying that, man, this delicious fruit, I know it looks delicious, but it, it will kill you. Rather than listening to that, Satan comes in and provided a secondary option and said, you know, I know, I know this, this fruit does look delicious, doesn't it? It looks really good. Um, and I know what God said. He said that the reason behind you not being able to eat this uh, was because it was going to kill you, but that, that's not it. That's not it. Listen, the big guy, he's, he's pretty insecure, um, and he doesn't want you to become like him. So that is act like, don't tell him I said that, but that's, that's the real reason. And then we do it. And now we live in a world where we experience the, a distorted creation because of Satan and we don't take responsibility, but we still are blaming God and have, you know, uh, uh, we, 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 we attribute all the blame and wickedness of this earth to, to his judgment. And it's, it's interesting how that works. We've fallen for things that sound good, uh, but can't really be lived out. Satan's yeah. really good at his job. I, I, I mean, Satan is in a frenzy, he's lost the battle. 
And and I know in America we hear a lot of stuff about how the church in America is dying, and 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 cre- the reality is Christianity is growing around the world faster than atheism. Yeah, Christianity is growing faster than any other religion around the world, and the enemy is in a frenzy. This isn't mm-hmm. a an American gospel. This is a mm-hmm. global gospel, mm-hmm. and the and there are a whole lot of people who are easily deceived. Uh, you know, in Europe, if you go to Europe, one of the things they say about Americans is we're very gullible. Uh, we believe, like, it must mean that, right? Mm. We find things we want to believe are yeah. true. When you want, and, want and, and I'm, listen, you're listening to this and you're saying, yeah, and that's what Christians do, but that's what you do as well. You don't want to believe there's a God. You want to believe that, it, that this is the way it is. And so if I bring up something that you don't like, well, I don't believe you. Well, why? Because I, I don't like what you said. I don't want to believe what you said, so I just, I'm going to just discount it. And, and the reality in the world we're living in is what is truth? Where, where can we get truth? I get my truth, and I choose to get that truth from the Word of God. Yeah from a relationship with God and hearing his voice, but also from the biblical truth that God has given us uh, uh, to stand on. And um, when Jesus was on earth, they recorded what Jesus did and said. Uh, There were people who walked out life successfully, and they recorded what was said. And and it gives us a, a roadmap in life. And here's the reality. Let's just be honest. When people actually choose to follow the truth, you can actually see uh, life in their life. Mm-hmm. You can see success in your in their life. You see significant in their relationship, success in their relationships. You see success even in their finances. You see success in just how they live life. It's when people are one foot in and one foot out, or they're just out. And anytime a culture abandons the uh, God and the moral code that God lays out for society even, and this is outside of relationship with God, we just abandon. Look at the number of deaths. Look at the number of murders. Look at the number of things that are happening in our society and we're all complaining about them, but we will not tie how we have abandoned God to the moral breakdown in our society. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It's you know I think Satan is is working very hard. Uh, what he does and what's obvious, and you can you can like you see this with um, with right now the mistrust of the church and the the tearing down of the church. He wants to create a mistrust. Uh, with pastors in the churches, so then people can remain isolated at home, and he can continue to spew spew out lies to them. He also wants to create um, mistrust, you know, mistrust in the families mm-hmm. and in relationships, mm-hmm. and God even like with. There's so many things now where where Satan is the the freer of the mind that um, he helped us live an autonomous life because we were when we were in the garden we were naked babies that were that were naive and stupid, and God was this maniacal ruler. Like he has really tricked people into having Stockholm syndrome and becoming in love with their captor. When when Jesus is the lifeguard trying to pick us up uh, from drowning, we we that's somehow all of a sudden so become you, offensive. So this is these are things you're hearing people oh, say. Oh yeah, it, all the time. It's just sad 
that people have, you're going to choose some a preacher. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get to that point, to believe what you just said, is total deception. And then the username who said that, her name was like the Enchanted Witch or something like right. that. And I was, I was, she was posting all this stuff saying it was conditional love. That I can't follow a God because that's conditional love. That's what they'll always say. It's conditional. I have to do something. And I'm like, and I was answering the questions until I read the username and I'm like, but uh, I'm answering the question and I'm like, what do you mean that's conditional? Like you drown, you treading water in the ocean and the lifeguard notices you're, you're like gulping water and you're, you're too prideful to ask for help. And, and he reaches out his hand. He's like trying to like help you. And you're like, no, I got it. And you're the, the, the condition is that you say, help. I need you. It's, it's not conditional whether or not it was your behavior. It's just saying, no, I surrender and I give it to you and I need your help. I don't have the facilities to be able to do it myself. But yet even, even if something is freeing, and loving like that still is twisted and they can't accept it. I say every time, I'm like, tell me, because they'll say I'm hateful. Like, I'm like, please, please, please show me what is hateful about what I'm saying. I'm not excluding anyone. And I'm telling you that it's not about your behavior and no one is rejected. What I'm saying is that you need to humble yourself and ask for help and call in the nor- name of the Lord and you will be saved. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I, I think... That's offensive. And, and, you know, today we're talking on demons and yeah. I, I want to get into the topic of that for sure. I think there are a lot of people, it's called fishing for men. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people that you're going to put the truth of the gospel out there, and they're going to be people who reject it. Yeah. But we're not putting it out there for the people who reject it. We're mm-hmm. putting it out for the people who are open to that that lure of God's mm-hmm. love, who yeah. are like, you know, I've tried all of that. And you make they make the statement where they say, it's conditional love. It's love. Mm-hmm. But you ain't going to find love. Satan isn't going to love you. Mm-hmm. You aren't going to find love. He's looking for followers that will end up in bondage, and when it when they get to a point, they're going to realize, I need to get free from this, and they aren't going to know where to turn. They're going to feel like, it, it. this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And it'll, it'll be a moment or a season where you think you've tapped into power, yeah. but when you realize the demonic nature of it, it is, when we say demonic, it's got power. Mm-hmm. But it will not bring life. Yeah. And there are things like crystals, and they say, well, use crystals, it'll help you feel better. Use yeah. things, and it and actually helps you. It helps you. Mm-hmm. And the there is power that God gives that's a free gift. Mm-hmm. And then there's power that has strings attached. Yeah. And it's not God who's putting strings attached yeah. to it. It it's Satan has strings attached. He will mm-hmm. take you further than you ever want to go to do things you never thought you would do. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize you've done it, it's too late. Mm-hmm. You've you've opened the door to things in your life that you'll spend the rest of your life begging God to set you free from because you were not created for Satan. You were created for the mm-hmm. Father yep. in heaven. Yep. You are your best self when you come to that point where you realize that, yeah, he's a king and he's a good king, mm-hmm. and he wants to care for you and take care of you. That's what he said yeah. he wants to do for us. Yeah. And so you can believe the lies, 
And if you want to believe the lies, you're going to believe the lies. I don't need to argue with it because there's no convincing you. Mm -hmm. If you're watching this, there's no convincing you because you want to believe the lie and you'll experience the fruit of that deception. But if you're listening to this and there's something in you wants to hope that there's a way to get out of the demonic um, oppression you're under or possession you're under, I'm telling you, even if you're possessed by a demon, Mm -hmm. there is a way out. Yep. You are not, Satan will tell you, you can't get free. You can't get out of this. That's just not true. Mm -hmm. There's a greater name than his. Yeah, that's right. And when you've encountered uh, the name of Jesus, you would understand that the truth is the thing that sets you free. And demons shudder at the name of this God that we serve. Yeah, Satan himself shudders at the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. There's a, well, Sean Smith came. Um, the prophetic evangelist that came and spoke at first week, and he was basically, I don't know if it was he was in college or something, he was saying, like, uh, he was he went head-to-head with, like, this Satanist. I think it was his former roommate or something like that. Uh, and I don't remember exactly. I think this was recently he just got saved, and he went toe-to-toe and was like, okay, uh, put your God against mine, and let's see what happens. And he, like, shut the door and was like, okay, let's... And he began to pray for him, and this dude ran out screaming, like, the the the, the a possession that he was under. The dude, like, ran out in terror. Like, there was a guy also... This was really interesting. There's this, uh, you, there's this influencer. He's been a pastor for 10 years, and... Uh, does evangelism everywhere, has deliverance ministries. His name is Isaiah. And uh, and he, he has really gained a lot of pop, popularity, quote-unquote, with with um, witch talk. I guess like on, there's there's witch talk on, on TikTok, like under the hashtag that he was being put in front of. And, and he was making them so upset, talking about the power of God and how they have no power. And he invited all of them. He goes, so come come to our church and we'll put my God versus your God. And they came to church and he's like, they're doing all their sign language at them. And, and he said, nothing happened to me. Like they, they, they've tried all they want. Like my God, he said, that's, that's the thing we need to understand that is real, but the power that lives within me is greater than he who is yeah, in the world. Yeah. You know, the, the, I think for some people we think just because if you're a believer, you say, well, they don't have any power. The reality is their power, they do have power, yep. but it comes from God. Mm-hmm. They've taken the power that God gave them, but they don't use it with the authority. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have authority yeah. to use that yeah, that's, power. Yeah, that's a good point. We possess the authority mm. to use the power, mm. and the power that God put in us is not the power of angels, it's the power of the Spirit, mm-hmm. the power of the Trinity mm-hmm. that rests in us. God is greater than any power He's ever dispersed, and so the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And yeah. Jesus even said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news. That like he was not only the word which with which activated the power of the Holy Spirit. And when the word comes upon us and we activate with the Holy Spirit, there isn't another spirit more powerful than the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, the power they possessed is the power of angels. Yeah. The power we possess is the power of the Trinity. It's mm. the fa- power of the of the Father, Son, and Spirit. We the, he, he releases that into each of us. That's why the Bible says, greater is he in me than he that is in the world. That's why when Jesus walked the planet, mm-hmm. demon-possessed people would see him and they would beg for him to leave or to leave them alone or not to send them back to the place... And, and that was recorded by people mm-hmm. who didn't have a religion. 
Mm-hmm. They didn't have it. They recorded what they experienced and saw. So when when Jesus would walk in and a demon would see Jesus, a, a possessed person would see, the demons would plead with them mm-hmm. to leave him alone because they knew all he had to do was speak and they would have to leave. You know, and I've told this story many times of a 15-year-old kid who's demon-possessed. And, uh, and and the first lie is the devil wants you to think there are no demons. They yeah. just don't exist. Yeah, uh, They're not real, that Satan doesn't exist, that all evil's just made up. It It's just insane to think that way. My question to you then is, where did death come from? If you believe... If you believe in evolution, or you don't believe there's a God, or you don't believe in any of that, the question is, where did death come from? When was death created, right? And um, so, so this young man, 15 years old, uh, is is demon possessed. Uh, he's, you know, beating up his parents. Uh, they want him to leave. He won't. Uh, so they call the cops. I mean, it's got to get pretty bad. You call the cops on your kid, your 15-year-old kid, to remove him from the house. Well, the two state troopers show up to the house. I don't know why state troopers, maybe they were sheriffs, I'm not sure. But they show up to the house. And uh, this is relayed to me by pa- the parents themselves. The state troopers tried to get him to the front door, and he's breaking every they can two big state troopers cannot carry this five foot nothing 15 year old even to the house the point where they get to the door they drag him and he kicks them out the front door of the house they just said you know what it's your problem you deal with it we're not dealing with it they get in their car and they leave so he won't leave hmm. The parents, in just fear, call me, and they say, our son's demon-possessed. Will you come and deal with this now? And then she tells me that, you know, these cops were there, and they couldn't get him out. I'm thinking, man, I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, the average man. But it, she, when she told me what happened, I realized it was, a, it was demon possession. So I grabbed a couple of guys. We went over there, and uh, he saw us, and he started cussing us out the moment he saw us but it wasn't his voice it was another voice mm. and it was just very um I, I mean the only way i can explain it was a dark voice but the interesting is we told him what to do and he did it mm-hmm. we said sit down we didn't even need to touch him he just <laughs> sat down and then when we went over to touch him to lay hands on him he couldn't push our hands away he couldn't get out of the so he could not move he was stuck and then we begin praying. Well, it's 15, 20 minutes. That demon came out, and I could tell the whole story of all that happened and what took place. But literally, when the demon came out, he went limp. Hmm. And everything in his demeanor changed hmm. in that moment. Everything. So you aren't going to tell me there are no demons. Yeah. You, you, you don't understand. I have too many experiences whether in Africa or in South America or in the United States, where I have seen people transform before my eyes when demons have left, where I've seen people uh, that we're dealing and their eyes go completely black, physically black. And you know that demon is, you know you're not fighting the flesh and blood in that moment. You're fighting a principality. You're fighting a demonic force. And then their eyes go back to normal when you command it to leave. And I've also, he even said to me, he goes, I'm going to kill your wife and kids 
who mm-hmm. were quite small at the time. Threats, demons make threats. And the only way you're able to fight that is when you have your faith in greater is God and his plan uh, for your life. And he made threats and we just you just keep going. You command that demon to shut up and to leave. Yeah, he has... But it is a real thing. Demons are real, and they're different levels of demon. They're they're not, you know. We, we try to t- t- we think demon possession is the worst of all. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of a bunch of sock puppets. Yeah, you know where a demon that that's the lowest level yeah. of demonic activity. We see principalities working in communities all the time. Wow. To pass, do you think that Minnesota passes a law? to kill an infant up to the time of birth. Today, that baby is a baby, and we would be appalled if someone killed the baby, but we will kill it the day before birth and not be appalled by that. That doesn't even logically make sense. There's no logic in it. And people, well, it's a woman's choice. We all believe in women's choice, but... If we kill the baby after it's born and yell women's choice, nobody's yelling women's choice Mm -hmm. to the point that we don't have a problem killing a baby even though they're born on a botched abortion, but they're still born. We want to say it's okay to kill the baby up to 30 days after the baby's born because they botched the abortion. It's disgusting. The the reality is that is evil. Mm -hmm. That is evil. And until those principalities have so captivated the yeah. minds of people yep. and, and, and oppressed and literally possessed, you don't realize the demonic forces that are actively working in our society and among people to, and you say, well, they're doing it. There's no there. It's a demonic force working and, and churches fight politically. We need to stop fighting politically and get on our hands and knees and start fighting in mm-hmm. prayer mm-hmm. in our knees and demanding and commanding demons and mm-hmm. principalities and powers to leave this place mm-hmm. and to go back to the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. And and when the church arises and starts to pray and starts to declare and starts to do that, demons have to respond. God, Jesus wasn't afraid of demons. Yeah. Jesus, in fact, when Satan came to him, Jesus didn't go, oh my. Yeah, you know he interacted with Satan and said, "You're you're a loser, Satan. I mean, that's your place in life. You're a defeated foe." Yeah. I, you know, when the disciples came back and they were casting out demons. In fact, that's what the Bible says: these signs will follow them who believe. They will cast out demons and 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 run from you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the signs that follow people who truly believe. Satan, he he is not. And it said when the disciples came back, they saw Satan fall from what he was saying was 2,000 years ago, I saw him, or 4,000, 5,000 years ago, I saw him fall, fall from the sky like lightning. And now you get it. Mm-hmm. And I think the church has to get it. We're, we interact with demons on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And our, our fight isn't against humans. It's about recognizing the demonic activity that's all around us. And I think the idea is, I think Christians are so, they're much more concerned about keeping their rights and, and maintaining their utopia where culture doesn't inflict upon their freedoms that they have as Christians instead of, instead of I think Christians got to stop playing victim and start bringing the fight 
to the enemy. That's right. There we we're so like we're we're so victim minded and be like, oh my gosh, my freedoms are being taken away. Like, oh my god. It's all about our rights rather than going into the enemy's camp and plundering and making it and making some noise. Like uh, I heard someone, uh, I heard a pastor talked about that. Satan, because of the veil he has over people's eyes, and they're so they're so into sin that they don't even know their left hand from their right hand, that he he has he's created such a veil. Uh, it, not only with sinners and, and people that are that aren't Christians, obviously, but Christians, uh, because he's tricked them into into arguing over secondary issues like is deliverance real? Is this real? And and we're so busy arguing and and wondering if he's even real in the first place that he's walking around unchecked, walking around unchecked. The Bible and for in, in Timothy, one of my favorite verses, makes me want to go punch a wall. Um, because it's your Talks, favorite verse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess what I, what I heard is that there's also this this pastor. He has like this this rap song. He's like, "I'm chopping anacondas." I love that. Makes me want to go chop anacondas spiritually. He was those poor anacondas. <laughs> those, yeah. People, Pete will be like censoring this video. No, he's like, it, it talks about First Timothy. It goes, uh, a soldier does not get entangled in civilian pursuits. It isn't looking for the affirmation from civilians. It's looking to please the one who enlisted him. And he obviously was referring to, like, think about that. We are soldiers of Christ Jesus, given authority, but we got our, we got our sword locked up in the gun safe right now. And we're letting, we're letting the enemy trample over our loved ones. We're letting the enemy reclaim our hometown. We're letting the enemy dance uh, on the stage of the Grammys. We're letting, rather than us infiltrating culture, we just want to play victim and, and cry about what's going on in culture rather than making a difference, yeah, getting we, on our hands and knees. We really and pray. have made the friend of demons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we don't want to be, we're like, we'll go to church and do our thing, but then we'll sit and watch Netflix and let the demons preach to us for five days a week, seven, six days a week. We know we shouldn't watch it, but we really enjoy it. And because I don't think I'll I'll suffer from it, I'm going to continue to allow these lies and deception to be just dumped in, into my thinking. Mm. And you start to become what you listen to, what you're mm. watching. Mm. And demons are actively working, mm. sending messages. And, and then when it comes time to, we don't want to cast them out because we're kind of enjoying what they're doing. Hmm. We don't want to command them to go because we kind of enjoy the, the deception and, the, and the, the, the stuff that's taking place. And it, we don't like certain things, like we don't like abortion, but we sure love porn. We don't like, hmm. we don't like uh, b- 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 people not understanding what a woman is. I mean, hmm. think about that. If you can't tell me what a woman is... Hmm. Spirit of if you can't, if you can't even explain it, and I'm the confused one. Yeah, I mean, logic isn't logic. It's a matter of a biology. Yeah, you know, it's biology. Mm-hmm. And if you can't explain that it's biology, that you that like that's not even logically makes that that doesn't make logical sense to you. The father of lies. Then, then what you're dealing with is demonic mindset. You've gotten into a demonic cloud. 
of confusion because God didn't give us a spirit of confusion, mm-hmm. but of a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And when people say, well, I don't think I believe all that demonic stuff. Oh, really? You don't? Well, listen to what James said. Mm-hmm. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that. Well, mm-hmm. if there are no demons, why Why did James talk about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the demons begged Jesus, if you drive us out, send us into a herd of pigs. Who is Jesus talking to if you don't believe in demons? Jesus mm-hmm. asked them, what is your name? Legion. He replied, Jesus is talking to a bunch of demons. He asks the name. So do you not believe in Jesus or do you think Jesus is lying? Mm-hmm. The 72 returned in, with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submitted to us and the Lord rejoiced with them. And Matthew healed the six, raised the dead, cleansed those have leprosy and drive out demons. That's what Jesus tells them. The man who, from whom demons had gone out begged to go with them. Jesus said, come, demon. but if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angel or demons, neither. This is throughout the New Testament, most of it, Jesus referring to demons. So if you're going to be a Christian, a follower of Christ, you have to stop and you have to to ask yourself, if Jesus was interacting and confronting the activity of demons, and I refuse to even believe they're demons, how am I following Christ? Hmm. Like, and some would say, well, you talk so much about the power of demons. And no, what I'm talking about is our power and authority Mm -hmm. to recognize the activity of demons and not to fight people, not to hate people because of the influence of demons on their life, Mm -hmm. but to love people enough to Mm -hmm. confront the demons that are attacking them. You know, when I see someone who's struggling with whether they're a woman or not, or a man or not, I don't attack that person because of their confusion, I attack the thing that's giving them the confusion. That's what we're going after. And there will be people Mm -hmm. listening saying, well, you're just against people. I'm not against people. Mm -hmm. I'm against the demonic power that is bringing confusion into that person's life, that's bringing a a spirit of suicide into their life, that's trying to destroy any life they'll ever have. Mm -hmm. And so it, it, it... that is literally, so you cannot read the Bible, then deny that there's this thing that it's some, it's just a figurative thing. It's, you know, so Jesus was talking to a figurative demon mm-hmm. uh, and commanding it to go. It just doesn't make any no. sense. No, there's so many people that were, we, we've, we've positioned the aim to the unbeliever and are focused on their behavior. And we hate exactly what you said. We hate the person and we don't see again, what's really going on. Cause we don't understand what Paul said when we don't battle against flesh and blood, we battle against powers and principalities. And we're not, we're not loosen people from the grip of, of demonic possession. Uh, it, 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 we just don't, we don't see it anymore. And I think it's because we have, we have so, I, I just see so much cynicism in America. Like there's, what I, I don't know where it comes from, maybe from pride, but there is so much cynicism and doubt if anything is real. Even the most blatant things that are real, like there's cynicism and there's so much questioning. Like we're allowed to question every single thing and not believe even elementary truth. Like it's, there's so much, there's so much cynicism. And so we have a lot of Christians that have their their weapons down at their side and we're, we're shooting Nerf guns instead well, of... Well, it's because you, it's, a, it's like a... A fog. I yeah. think they're more discouraged. Yeah. Because if if you live in a world where nobody believes any 
truth. Yeah. That's hell. Yeah. We've created hell. Yeah. There's nothing stable. It's yeah. like a bottomless pit. Yeah. We've brought, because nobody, because like you said, especially in the generation that was taught mm -hmm. that there's no truth. Yeah. It's whatever you want it to be. My truth. Yeah. Right. It's my truth. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. Test your truth. Yeah. Can your truth produce life? Mm -hmm. What is your truth producing in your life? Yeah. How does your truth impact mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. around you? Mm -hmm. You know, you know, the problem is where a lot of Christians, I think, have to really, you know, and you're a Christian, you're listening to this, and you're saying, well, how do I deal then with people who are behaving a certain way? First, you have to change the way you think. We're not trying to introduce people to right behavior. We're trying to introduce them to Christ. I think where Christians have gone wrong is we're trying to introduce them to right behavior yeah, and not so to the good. one who overcomes the source to their bad behavior. Exactly. Their, their thinking, their bad behavior is sourced by demonic thought, yeah. darkness, being lost, being the sinful nature. You, you, you say, well, I just want them to change their behavior. That's your goal, but that's not the goal of Christ. Mm -hmm. And why are you wanting them to just change their demonic behavior? It's very selfish. If you care about that person, the first thing you need to do is just introduce them to Jesus. Mm -hmm. He becomes the source that brings life in that person's life, that yeah. changes the way they think. But if all you're concerned about is getting them to change your behavior, then, then you, you set the whole—it's all set up for a failure, for a sense of distrust and hatred. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Great Commission is what I'm going to read because we, we talked about the reality of demons, right? Mm -hmm. um, the thing that I want people to walk away with is, yes, they're real. Like, we've we've given testimonies about them. We've shown scripture proving what it is, and we, we've, we've shown the power and effect we see uh, with individuals and, and culture. And now uh, our job as Christians and our authority that we have in Christ is I want, what I want to leave them with. Uh, uh, and uh, where am I at? Mark 16, 16. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. So in the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons. They will speak uh, in new tongues, there was actually the same the same pastor. I was I was listening to this evangelist. Uh, it was I really loved what he said because uh, he was an atheist that went into church, um, and he's like, I don't know why I did this, but I did. Um, I challenged God and basically said, like, I, my parents had asked me to go. I was with my girlfriend, and I said, if you're real, I'll give it all up for you. Like, if you're real, basically, like, I'll give it all up. Like, I'll quit my job. Like, I'll, I'll leave my, my girlfriend, and I'll follow you, like, 100%. And he said, but this is the last time that I'm going to church just to please my family, uh, and I'm, I'm probably never going to church again. And so he was sitting in the in, uh, in in the seat when he was listening to the pastor, and he said, "I physically could feel my shirt being tugged like to the altar, like in a time of response." He went to the altar, literally heard an audible voice call out his name, and asked him to give him all of himself to him. Like I don't, I, not ninety nine percent. I need all of you. And uh, and when he heard the voice of God, he started weeping. And when he was weeping, there was literal dirt that fell. He's like, dirt was falling out of my eyes. 
dirt. Hmm. <laughs> and he started weeping and he started speaking in tongues. And he's like, dude, he said, I have no experience with any of this. It just started happening to me. He said, I couldn't, I couldn't eat for three days. I couldn't sleep for weeks. I just was prophesying and crying and speaking in tongues and prophesying. Like it was so like overwhelming. I, I was obsessed with God and, and people started coming over to his house. It first started with a few people, then 50, then it, 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 there was hundreds of people at his house. And he had asked his uncle was a, was an evangelist and he had asked him, he goes, is this right? I'm reading this right here. And it says, I will cast out demons in the name of Jesus. We will speak in new tongues. I'm seeing all this happen. I'm like, do I need to go to someone first? Do I need to get credentialing before I do this? Like, can I actually do everything it's saying? And he goes, no, he said, he said, I didn't have time to be, be neutered by religious people. He said, I literally was just, I read it and yeah, I did that's it. Good. He said, I didn't have time to be neutered by religious people. And so people in my house were being, demons were being cast out of them. We were having intense prayer meetings. People were set free and people just wanted to be there because they felt the presence of God and they couldn't explain it. Tons and tons of people were added. It, it's, it, what's amazing is, so how do you know that the power of God is different than the power of the enemy? The mm. Second Timothy says, the spirit clearly says that in later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons, things taught by demons. Mm-hmm. So uh, personally, I think that there are people under the oppression of demons teaching in universities, <sighs> introducing teachings to people that are bringing them in bondage. Here's how you know the difference. That gentleman you were talking about, mm-hmm. everyone he went to and touched, he was really he was broadcasting life to them mm-hmm. when you came into contact with them you felt life mm-hmm. you felt like i feel alive because of what you just released and gave me like you said something you prayed for me you you uh, you, you like and and if you've never experienced that there are time where you're around somebody who's really connected to god like when they pray with you or they talk to you it's like you feel something tangible come mm-hmm. into you that changes the way you see everything mm-hmm. The way you see other people, the way it's life giving. Mm-hmm. But when you have demonic activity, you're not life giving. And it's proof by the trolls that get on your feed mm-hmm. and they go, Heil, you know, Heil Satan and all of the stuff that they come at, or they start to attack you mm-hmm. personally. Mm-hmm. And they come at you, and the, and some of you are thinking, no, there are Christians that they go out and attack people too, but they're not walking in the spirit of God. They're walking yeah. in the spirit of this world, mm-hmm. and and the the reality is, when someone's connected to Christ, when they're operating in the power of God, they're life giving. When someone's operating in demonic power, they are death giving. It's a very selfish Condemning. thing. Yeah, you had a gentleman, young man, who was high schooler. And the reason he wanted to do astrology and Wicca mm-hmm. is because he wanted to have power to make people do what they wanted. he wanted them to do. He yeah. wanted to have power over people. He wanted the power for his own purpose. Mm-hmm. It's like um, uh, Simon the Sorcerer in the Bible yeah. saw the power of God and how mm-hmm. it was helping people. He goes, I, my power is not that powerful. Can I buy that power from you so I can use that power and then mm. use it to sell? It was an, it was going to be a business plan mm. for him. 
Mm-hmm. It is interesting. And when you come in, that's what I tell people. I'm like, I don't get upset with people that don't understand. And even religious people, like they talk to me and they're so like, you can tell, I was just telling my group last night, like it's really easy to see to, to talk to someone and know if they've been with God or they just know religion. Cause it's like, bro, like, uh, you say you're a pastor, you say you're a servant of Christ and you preach condemnation. It like, literally you're judging me. You're, I have Christians that come on my live stream that I rebuke. I'm like, who, like you're, you're my brother. Like really? And you're, you're coming at me personally and what I'm teaching. I'm like, uh, you know, you know how many people are getting saved right now, and how many people are glorifying the name of Jesus. If I were of the devil, and if I were, you know, you know, why, how, why would these people be glorifying the name of Jesus and being healed and receiving? Uh, but it, that's what they said about Jesus. Exactly. They said he was from Beelzebel, mm-hmm. bub. You know, so you're gonna get religious people that are gonna yeah, do that. It's like the, same the guys that there's a guy that sits down. We're in Minnesota, if you're listening, and uh, I have tickets to Timberwolves, which is the NBA basketball game. It gets pretty cold here in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And so you run from the parking ramps to the games. You, when you go to them, you, you run pretty fast. Well, there's a guy with a speaker standing out in the cold telling everybody they're going to hell. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, they're, you're a sinner, and, you, you know, and then you're going at it. And I'm sure his intent is... I don't know what his intent is. Yeah. I, I don't know anybody who comes to Christ because of one of those guys telling them how bad they are. The gospel isn't that you're a sinner. The gospel is Jesus Christ that came and purchased your sin. Mm-hmm. It's letting them know that even though you think it's your sin, like you live in that, it it Christ purchased your sin. Yeah. That's the gospel. Yeah. And the cross is the door that opens into the kingdom of God in which we can live in today. And all Jesus talked about, right, was the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I believe God can, or Satan will use our good intentions for demonic purpose. Mm, yeah. And we can be demonically, o- uh, uh, under demonic assignment, mm-hmm. even though we're trying to, get people to change their... And that's really what a lot of those guys, they just want them to change their behavior. It's, all of that comes it's from nothing the about introducing them to Jesus. We just want you to know you're bad. And we think if I tell you how bad you are and how how your behavior is terrible, that's that's somehow going to make them then repent. And it just... it, it I, I want to ask the guy, how many people have accepted Christ? Well, I'm going to be the... Well, how about just share the love of Jesus with people and yeah. how he loves them and see how many people come to Christ? Exactly. It, but he makes my job harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it creates a mistrust. So and- if, if I'm introducing people to Jesus and into the love of Jesus and grace and mercy, and the thing I got to first overcome is somebody claiming to be a Christian but attacks them and, and, and tells them how bad they are and how evil and they're all going mm-hmm. to hell, I got to overcome that, and it becomes an obstacle to the gospel, is Jesus, is what they're doing from Christ, mm-hmm. or is it is it the enemy, Satan, yeah. working against the gospel yeah. uh, by using that type of attitude? Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're called, I think, um, a lot of people ask, well, why don't I see Jesus? Why don't I like, and, it, and why does Jesus a lot, well, well, Jesus gave responsibility to us. We we're supposed to be his body. And if Jesus came, the Bible says that he did not come to judge, but he came to save the world. 
Um, and we love because he first loved us and that literally every single work that we do, if it not be from love, it will all be burned up. So even the quote, like the things that you think in your mind are righteous, listen to this, this is, this will trip you out and this, this might mess some of you up. And I hope that, um, it makes you poop your pants a little bit because I think that's where we need to, well, yeah, no, 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 no. But yeah, we would be last week we were, we were, we were sponsoring Barry blends last week and now this week we're sponsoring Charmin ultra. Uh, but it's, it's a good, if for me, (laughs) (laughs) much bigger company, we just jumped from Would you get it out of your mouth? What is it you're trying to tell us? I got this. I think I don't remember where this was from. It goes. Uh, it goes. I don't even. I'm not even gonna say that joke. Never mind. Okay. It'll just take away. You just look at me weird. <laughs> I already so, do. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is that you know, not that it, it. What I'm saying is not to meant to bring condemnation, but it brings a soberness where you live your life with the knowledge that you will be judged at the end of your life. Even even as a Christian. And if I am not, I am not putting my investments in stock here on earth. I'm investing into the kingdom of God that is unseen. And God really got like, he's, he constantly puts that on the forefront of my mind. And a lot of times I ask myself, uh, because the Bible says this, if it is not done out of love at the end on judgment day, everything that was not, that you did holy or not, that wasn't done from love will all be burned up. And so if all my good works uh, were were that weren't done out of love were burned up. What would I have left? And I think a lot of Christians have left their heart on the altar of religion, and they're doing things because they think that good works gains them salvation, like a Mormon going door to door, rather than uh, doing all these things and washing the feet. Uh, of people and, and reaching the homeless and loving on people uh, for the fact of I love these people as I am the incarnate form of Jesus Christ here on her earth. I am his body. I am the representation and ambassador of heaven. And I love people because Christ loved me first. If it doesn't come from there, uh, every good work that you do will be burned up. And I think there's so many people that you're right, they're operating out of the spirit of condemnation thinking that they're holy but it's religion and what you what do you say that religion is demonic demonic religion is demonic cuz we're there's no love in it and i'm telling you there's so much in the in the lie of the enemy and i hate it so much it makes me want to puke sometimes i want to slap people across the screen when i talk not because i'm mad at them but because i want them to know how much god loves them i'm like would you shut up, shut up idiot like in a good way like in a loving way <laughs> like like shut up like you're loved so stinking much. Stop. Like, why are you making it so hard to be loved? Like literally just accept it. But the enemy has distorted the creation of God and their identity so much that they hate themselves. They're ashamed of themselves and they become so cynical that they can never comprehend why a, a, a God could love them the way that he does. And so there's so, all these excuses. So, so when, you, when you're talking to people and... You know, it's hard. You know, everybody claims to want to be accepted and loved, right? Uh And you tell them that God loves them. Why do you think so many people reject it? The mistrust. But why? I mean, how do you mistrust? What, What is it that's going on now in our society that causes people to be so mistrusting of... I mean, so why wouldn't you, if... 
you know, like, what if God did create the world? You don't mm-hmm. believe he did, but what if mm-hmm. he did? Mm-hmm. If, if, if you don't believe any truth, don't you have to be open to all possible yeah. possibilities? Mm-hmm. Like all? Don't you need to test it all? Mm-hmm. Why, why do people just shut the door to any possibility that God is truth? that God does love them, what do you think is the thing that's preventing people from even opening a door to experience whether or not God is true by even going to? Because some of the people you're talking about, they say, hey, God, if you're real, I, I, you know, I'm, I'll give up everything to follow you, yeah. but you need to show, and then it happens. There are people that are doing that, but what is the thing that you see in talking to people that prevents them from even asking? Uh, Gnosticism. Uh, the we want a king idea. Um, Gnosticism, I think, stems from uh, we think that God is a human and we relate spiritual things from humanly experiences. And so Israel saying, we want a king, we want a king. What did they get? They got a Saul, Um, a, a supposed representation of God's rule to his people was definitely not that. And because we keep screaming, we want a king, we want a king, we want to be like everybody else, we leave the church because why? We're offended by man. We worshiped man and we were left disappointed. We never had... Uh, a relationship with God. And I think because of that, that we want a king mentality uh, that leads into Gnosticism, there's like, I was watching a video on what Gnosticism is and, and they believe that the God that we have now is actually like birthed out of, you know, we're like one universe of billions of universes and the God that we have now is actually evil, but he tries to act like he's, he's good. And, really weird. You'd have to get into it. But I think there is like the cynicism. And I think where that comes from is there's people that have put their trust in a relationship, whether it stems from, you know, I got cheated on, so I'm done with dating or, or I, I went to a church and the pastor hurt me. So I'm done. I'm done with church or because they time and time again, man has failed them. They attribute that same disappointment and put up guards around their heart when it comes to the things of God, because of all that, yeah, you know, being let down. It, it's an unhealthy pursuit for people. Uh, it, it is crazy, the celebrity um, mindset that's out there right now. And, and I think we talked about it a little bit, too, of how everybody wants to get rich. You know, everybody wants to get the young, well... Actually, I was talking to someone else. They said, there's so much out there on all the social media of how do you make a lot of money? How do you get celebrity status? And everybody thinks that they're going to be rich. Yeah. And that they're going to be, they're going to possess celebrity status. Mm. And that's their pursuit. And it's all about worshiping people. Yeah. To try to get that that status, and and if you don't, you go into depression or you're discouraged, or it's all uh, it, it's like where did that spirit come from? Hmm. I mean, isn't that what Satan was trying to do when he was trying to take the throne from God? Hmm. I want to be worshipped. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny when we turn our worship into wanting to be worshipped? Yeah, and we worship things we want to be, and then we want people to worship us because mm-hmm. we have little to no value of who we are. So we need mm-hmm. them to tell us how much worth we have. 
And I think, and this is why I say, like I said this, and this this is the video. This was the clip that blew up that Nick edited when we talked about why do bad things happen to good people. Um, why I say that, and we were talking about it today in our Bible study this morning that. Um, you know, the arguments that hold up with debates and um, and with science and making fun of the idea of there being a God and almost the pride and arrogance you see in those debates looking down on Christians like they're, you know, a, a different class. Um, I, I, I would challenge... I would challenge that same line of thinking and that smugness when they get to their deathbed. What scientist has the answer for that? They're trying to they're they're trying to find a lot of different pills that'll keep you living for longer. But what well, scientist has it, the I answer? Mean, death is a scary thing for people because it's the end of your existence, and you don't mm-hmm. know what comes after. And what if you're wrong? Yeah, you know the reality is. I don't live in this culture, kingdom of this culture. So they're going to look and this culture. They look down on me mm-hmm. in this culture because I'm not from here. Yeah, I, th- I think Christians sometimes we try to because we don't want to be looked down on in this culture. Um, we get looked down on in yeah. this culture because we're not from this world. And if mm-hmm. people don't look down on you in this culture, or they don't have some level of frustration with you because of who you are, then you got to ask yourself why that is. I mean, hmm. it's not that we're trying to be horrible people or or disagreeable people or confronted people, yeah. but our lives possess the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if I'm of the culture of the world, those lives are operating under the spirit of demonic activity. It's not going to like what's in me. No, of course not. And when people who are demonically, I, I mean, I've had some guys I'd never met walk up to me and they're just vile. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, whether playing basketball or or there were there were times where, where nobody even knows who I am. And I walk in, and and we were playing basketball, and one guy came up, and he just did not like it. He was coming at me. He was cussing me out, and I couldn't figure out why he was. I mean, I was just, I wasn't even, and then it hit me. The Lord said, the spirit that's operating in him knows what is operating in you. Hmm. Like, it's aware of the presence of what's in you, yeah, and it doesn't like you. And mm-hmm. so the physical attack on me was really in many ways, representative of the spirit that was in them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're, you're going to, because you're not of this world. No. You're going to be, so Christians shouldn't get defensive no. because of those demonic attacks, shouldn't mm-hmm. get upset, shouldn't fight the way. We don't fight carnal wars. No. They're spiritual wars. Mm-hmm. But we got to recognize in those situations that, ah, wait a minute, this isn't that I'm not good enough. That, that What they're saying about me I'm not going to get offended by it because it's demonic. Act. That's yeah, demons, I don't hate the person. liars yeah. coming at me and, yeah. and working against me. And how do I? And how do I fight the lies of the enemy? Like I've had, I've had so many conversations. Like again, like it just keeps happening. There's so many conversations, and I feel like I'm, I'm repeating myself so much with as far as the lies go. There's so many people that are believing lies, and um, I'm like, and so then now, I, now I've really developed a list now because I've said it so many times when I'm like counseling people. I'm like, 
this is who you are in Christ. You're a, we've we've talked about this last week. You're a son or daughter of light. You are honored by the Father because you've accepted the Son. You're a child of God because you've believed in in the Father who sent Him. You have the the power to cast out demons uh, in the name of Jesus. You like in everything that He He says about you. He has not left you to be an orphan. He He gave you a spirit of adoption that we cry out, Abba, Father. Like if you go on and on and on and on, you could just fill up pages with all the promises well, and, of God. And all of those lies that are coming from the demons come through <coughs> some source. Yeah. So you say, why isn't God delivering me? Well, he is. But have you shut the doors? Yeah. Have you shut the doors? You, 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 if God is, the Holy Spirit is faithful to complete mm-hmm. what he's begun in you. Hmm. But if he's going to complete what he's done in you, you have to stop inviting the demonic friends over. They yeah. are the ones that are messing up the house. Yeah. And he's cleaning you up, but you keep inviting the demons They're over. They're trashing the place. It, so, so, and, and you say, there you go again. There you go. You must be a pet. There he goes again. He's telling me that I can't watch uh, the, the housewives of... Of Salt Lake City, and he, he, sh- and I shouldn't be uh, listening to the the some some of the stuff that's on TV. That yeah, what do you expect? Mm-hmm. All of those are intended with great success. Bring deception to people. That they, they, it's what their their eye gate and their ear gate. What you allow into you. Is it? It's what comes out of you, and when it comes into you, it's going to shape and possess you in your thinking. It changes. It rewires the way you think. And Jesus says, "Repent, change the way you're thinking." So, what I've got to allow into my sight and my ear, I'm going to get out what I put in, and it's just the reality of life. You have to. Well, I really enjoy it, and I and I don't believe it anyway. And well, if you don't believe it, then why are you enjoying it? Mm-hmm. It it's it's you 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 may enjoy it coming in because it meets some pleasure you have, but what it will do in your life will bring death, and mm-hmm. it's demonic. Yeah, it's not de- demons. Aren't just physical beings. They're demonic messages that can create demonic results in our life and destroy relationships and destroy the blessing God wants in our life. And so you have to be, you have to look at it and say, that is demonic. I'm going to call it for what it is and we won't be watching it. Um, what you just said, and it's found in Matthew six twenty two, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? You know, I heard I heard someone say like, create a space, like be so involved in the presence of God, like because you you give permission to demonic presence in your life. You 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 yeah. give permission, like be be so tidy and so close to God that demons want nothing to do with you. Like I, they run and flee because they're like, oh my goodness, the spirit of God is so strong. Like I don't even, I want to be as far away as possible. Like he's not letting anything in. Like this place is nice and tidy. Like I. I have to leave. I have no, I'm not welcome here. But the problem is you have a welcome mat out for, for demonic influence on your life. Yeah. It, and when you do that, he's going to enter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've given him permission to make it a, de- a temple of demons. Mm-hmm. And so 
So, I mean, just do this. If you want, if you don't believe there's a thing of demons, go to you version and just type in demons. <laughs> just type yeah. in demons. You will spend the better part of a couple of hours mm-hmm. just reading the passages. Yeah. Where demons are active, they're an active character hmm. in the life of Christ. Yeah. They're actively evolved. This is something that I thought we think things are more evil today hmm. than they were in times past. Yeah. And yet when you read the Bible, it's no it's no more demonic today than it was then. Yeah. We we Jesus' hope then to the people that were under the oppression of the devil and possession of the devil. And he's our hope today, mm-hmm. except Christ has released the power to overcome demons, yeah. to cast out demons yeah. in millions of people today. Yeah, and in that day, it was him. Mm-hmm. He he released it mm-hmm. to all of us. Yep. There is greater hope to overcome the demons we're dealing with today than there was in that day when it was just him. Yep. So if you're someone who's afraid of demons. The, the the all Satan has is he's got to keep you afraid of demons, and he's got. And have you noticed the movies that have come out? The demonic nature of some of the movies that have come out. It's it's, it's no longer used to be just around Halloween, but now it's it's all year long, and it's the attraction of demonic things. Uh, you know, they typically are look uh, it, there could be an agenda of trying to just make people more and more comfortable with demon de- demonic things through movies but typically there's a there's a market for it like they find out what do people want films about mm-hmm. and then they make films about it because mm-hmm. they're not in the business of losing it's more money. and more de- it's like more and more desensitized like if you looked at a movie a horror movie from the 80s it's laughable yeah. and if you look at a movie now it's like oh my gosh like that is messed like up like even a part of my my buddy's testimony is literally uh, a horror movie i'm not going to say the name because i don't want people to even like look it up but he was tormented um like by this this movie he'd watch he's a big football player um then watch this movie and he's not even big into horror movies ended up watching it and was literally had like sleep paralysis um had like so much anxiety where he was wanting to end his life like and he was he's like this should not like why the heck am i struggling with this back in back in the early 2000s uh was the first time i had someone come in and tell me a woman young lady in her 20s that she was being raped by a demon. Hmm. And she knew it was because it didn't open a door. It just came into her room. And she would be awakened. And physically, her clothes would be removed by a demon, and she was raped. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Maybe she's just making this up. I was pretty young. Didn't, until all of a sudden, over the last 20 years, 20-some years, I've heard this numerous times of young ladies who are literally being attacked and even young men, but not so much raped, but like physically almost choked mm-hmm. in their bed where they come out and they have scars on their body yeah. from 
things like that. And you say, oh man, that just scares me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You got to recognize the power of the covering of the blood of Jesus Uh over you. And this is, and you know, as I looked into it and talked to missionaries, missionaries like this has been happening. And, and so she's coming, how do I get free from it? It comes right back to Jesus comes back to putting your life in Christ. Though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil, for God is with you. And what's interesting is, you could say, well, they were just making it up. What's interesting, these people don't know who they are. I mean, the number of people, this was in Michigan and then in Minnesota, where people are embarrassed to come and talk to me about it or even bring it up because they think I'll, I, I'll think they're crazy because that's what their parents think. Hmm. because they just don't believe that's something that happens. Mm -hmm. And so they end up living in this torment, even though they don't know how to to get through it. There's another situation of a woman that says, um, when I go into, I don't even want to go into the bedroom because it's very cold and it's very dark, and I see demons every time I go into the bedroom. And they've tried everything, did all the formulas, and, and eventually she talked to someone and she said, yeah, how do I get rid of the demons? And he says, you get rid of the demons when you start to believe you're more powerful than the demon. Yeah. So that when the demon's there, you just doesn't bother you because you, you believe that it's I'm more powerful than the demon. Yeah. And it set her free. She's, she's, I see the guy said, do you believe he's more powerful than that? And he says, well, I think I do. And he says, when you start to believe he is, that demon isn't going to hang around anymore. And that's exactly what happened. The demon ended up leaving. And the husband was the one who brought her because she refused to come to another preacher to talk about it. Hmm. So we're not trying to, we're, we're certainly not celebrating no, the feats of, of demons. What we're saying is, is we live in, an, in a very spiritual world, and it interacts with the natural world. Mm-hmm. There is a Satan exists, his demons exist, and it interacts with the natural world. And you can pretend like all of this stuff is all made up, which is what most of the world believes it's just made up. Um, or you can understand that there is the spiritual activity that Satan has spun out in society, and really God is more powerful than any of those things, and we live at a different level of power over those things. So we don't fear evil. We don't fear demons coming in and doing those things. We don't fear that because God is with me. True. That's... That's the level we get to live at. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, so like, you know, when you guys are listening to this, the whole goal is that you would take up your sword and, uh, you know, pray. That this is, this, is the, this is how we fight. We fight not against flesh and blood or your good thought-out arguments. Like, you need to pray because it's by the Spirit of God that softens the hardened, calloused heart. And, and it's by prayer that breaks down uh, you know, the powers and principalities, but we need to come into agreement as Christians and pray and march into enemy territory and, and, and snatch the keys back that we have been given in Christ because Satan has no authority, but the problem is we're not taking up authority. So there's a power vacuum that's happening and Satan's going unchecked. And, and as believers, that's, that's, let's take up our sword and that's not, that's not struggle with our own vices and worry about ourselves. 
uh, and and what's what's a sin or what's not, and 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 this issue of religion that we just want to argue theology rather than going after the lost souls that are under the oppression of demonic forces. Like we need to we need to act we need to activate our authority that we have in Christ. So again, you you heard what you could look up. You know, look literally look up demons in the Bible. Look up the authority that we've been given uh, that we talked about in, in Mark. Um, it's all over. Um, just look at the ministry of Jesus and and what happened when he came in contact uh, with unclean spirits. You have authority, and we pray that you would put this into action. Um, not only that, but also you know praying for healing um, over the sick. Like you you have authority um, to do this because it's not by you or your holiness. It's by the Spirit of God that has been given to you. But we have uh, this episode airs every Thursday. We have uh, TikTok Live Sunday through Thursday. We have a Bible study uh, online via Zoom uh, on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we have prayer meetings on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We also have Sunday service at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. So uh, if there is qu- uh, questions or wondering how you get involved or you're needing fellowship, uh, you can enter into online discipleship and fellowship. Uh, there's really no excuse for, you know, if you're feeling lonely, like this is an open door. You also can follow our Instagram account. We post daily videos of this discipleship slash biblical content for you to grow in. But we love you guys. We pray this blessed you. And if you have any questions or want to get plugged into our ministry uh, or want to give us a topic that we should talk about, email me at Pastor Alex at Bethel's Rock. Dot org. We love you guys.